You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, well, Tony Groves. And that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Tony, for coming. <laughs> My pleasure, Mike. Yeah, just uh, me and you tonight. That's all right. Yeah, well, life happens. Jason Daniels has uh, had some health issues in his family. He'll be back soon, um, I'm sure. Uh, we did have a special guest uh, lined up, but it didn't work out very well. Well, let's get right into it. New Hampshire uh, was this week. Uh, I'll start out. Uh, Wednesday fixed. Got wrecked on lap 27. Blown engine. Nothing I, you know, I was the, on the top. Um, the bottom guy came up on me and clipped me and uh, turned me, you know, nose in right into the wall. And uh, I was warning everybody about this. Uh, don't be on the top. Don't be on the top. But somehow I ended up on the top. And, uh, yeah, I wish people could hold their line. Uh, third, uh, then I ran the open and got uh, P13. A uh, good run after running 20th or so most of the race. I actually got turned once by a lap car. Only had one minute damage. Uh, I made it through another big wreck, barely. Uh, so I'll take it, P13. That was a good run. Uh, several of us ran that uh, event. Uh, Tony, you ran as well. Uh, P9, nice top 10. Yeah, yeah, that was actually my my first uh, open race that I've ever raced, um, and uh, it it was it went well. Um, a lot of a lot of dodging and and uh, kind of just holding my own and trying to keep it clean for the whole race. And um, well, at, at the end there, it worked out in my favor. I'll take a P nine all day. Yeah, great run for your first open. Now, we uh, were gifted some sets again by an ominous donor, and uh, I, we were running those. It was pretty darn loose, wasn't it? Uh, but it worked. I mean, we, I think we all survived pretty much. Yeah, I, you know, I, I felt quite comfortable with that setup right up till about, you know, lap 25, and then she started getting really loose on me. But um, I, I found it a, a lot of fun um, just hanging on to it and what I had to, how I had to adjust my driving style as the, as the car deteriorated. It was, it was neat. Yeah. The fall offs for real at New Hampshire, <laughs> for sure. Uh, a couple others ran with us that race. Uh, Justin Laird, uh, team member got a P10. So good job, Justin. Uh, top 10 for you. Uh, now, Tony, I, if I remember, I watched the end of your race, you were, I think the last car on the lead lap and then, uh, Justin was one lap down in P10, so. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, him and Wesley Utt were all uh, racing together in the same split, and uh, I think Justin got caught up in a wreck early on and just wasn't able to recover, but he he was actually running quite well. Yeah, it was a great run for him. Uh, He needed some confidence, I know, for sure. Now, Wesley Utt, uh, the newcomer, was running with us a little bit. Uh, he actually lost five laps because someone rang his doorbell and he had to get up and answer the door. 
Yeah, and this was actually pretty hilarious because as that happened, and he, and he come back on, said he got you know he was down five laps because someone was banging on his door. I thought it was actually in the race, and he got into somebody, but it was actually somebody knocking on his door. <laughs> oh, oh, you thought he meant banging on his door as far as. Oh, he's underneath me, and I'm above him, and we're coming out of the corner, and he's banging into me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caught me right off guard. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was fun uh, to run with Wesley. Uh, next day, Thursday fixed. P8 for me. I led some laps, too. I was a legitimate leader for a while. It's not like I stayed out and everybody pitted or anything like that. I worked my way up there and took the lead. And I kept it and led some laps. But anyway, P8 at the end, I was super happy with that. Uh, boy, and guess what? Another top 10 for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, and th this one was actually a, a pretty hard-fought one for me. Um, typically, I've been j just kind of laying back and just trying to just trying to keep the, the car on the track and out of trouble. And I was able to do this, but this, this fixed race was um, probably one of the... Uh, batter races that i've uh raced in and just like just a huge caution fest and there was a couple times and I, like i i bet you i i scraped my my doors uh making my way through some of the wrecks and stuff um and at, at the very end of the race both the last uh two or three laps i was actually in 12th and really had to fight for those last two positions yeah great uh p10 so that's two top tens both fixed and open you're really uh getting a head start for next year that's exactly how you want to be running uh justin laird he got a top five p5 for him uh he said man i was really sweating this is hard that, that was his quote at the end yeah he was pretty vocal throughout that whole race now he was in a split just uh one split higher than i was um but he was running up 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 front like that pretty much the whole race but i i know he was working for it yeah and you could tell he was excited uh to be running well to be running up front and uh good job justin and that was it i didn't run friday or sunday did you at all no no i was out camping with the family so i was uh i was away from the computer uh, for all weekend yeah i didn't make it uh, and with that being said, I didn't race much else this week uh, as far as outside the NASCAR iRacing series. Uh, sometimes I run some hosted and whatnot, but I can't recall of anything I ran this week. So let's jump right into Pro Invitational. Uh, starts in about an hour from now as we're recording. Uh, big night, Denny Hamlin is going to be in the field tonight, along with Justin Algeyer, recent winner. Christopher Bell, recent winner, Parker Kligerman, and Ben Kennedy, among others. It'll be a Dover in the Xfinity Series 30-lap shootout. Yeah, these are so much fun to watch. I'll be watching it tonight as well. Um, I, I've enjoyed uh, what I've been able to see at the last two, and kind of hoping I can watch the whole thing tonight. Yeah, 30 laps is a pretty quick race, to tell you the truth, uh, so... Um, my problem is I get on too late and miss it actually, but, uh, I've caught the end a couple times, but, uh, not sure if my buddy, uh, Ty Majewski is going to be running, but, uh, he won the last race. If he's in this race, I still say he's the guy to beat, even though Denny is in the picture here. 
Uh, it'll be fun to watch Denny Hamlin, though, and see how he does. Uh, the thing about this race, I think qualifying is huge because everybody is so good, and you've got to have to, in a, the race is so short, you have to have track position. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and well, Dover, it's it's a it's small track, and um, like you said, there's not a whole lot of laps, so you want to be up front right at the start. Uh, iRacing also announced um, on Twitter that uh, during the broadcast tonight, uh, they will be giving away NASCAR pit passes um, during the broadcast. So I don't know how they're doing that, but... Uh, if you're listening in, you might have an option of winning a hot pass. That's pretty cool. That's a nice little perk for watching. Yep. And then right after that is the peak race. Uh, so we got the NASCAR peak antifreeze series. That'll be at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's also at Dover. This is the final uh, playoff segment race before they go to homestead so the next race is homestead they're whittling it down to four at the end of this event uh apparently ray uh, alfala is already locked in for homestead uh, but there's still three slots open so lots of excitement going on for tonight yeah this is going to be the race to watch um aside from you know the the homestead race obviously um but uh, I don't think these guys, you know, if there's any rivalries this season, I think they're going to, they, you know, it'll come out tonight and these guys are going to be racing really friggin' hard to, to get those last, you know, other three spots. Yeah, let's talk about who's left here. So we know Ray's in. Uh, the other drivers that are practically locked in, but not completely, Ryan Michael Luza, Logan Clampett, and Bobby Zielinski. Uh So if we go down to in points... Those guys are looking really good. The people that really need to race in uh, that can still mathematically have a chance here, Corey Vincent, Marcus Richardson, Zach Novak, Christian Chaloner. So those are the uh, guys running for those final three spots. Um, so, yeah, that's always exciting when it's uh, elimination time, you know. Uh, it really comes down to it. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> looks like I'll be, uh, I'll be sitting on the YouTube all night. Cause I, I, I want to see this too. I, I like, I like the, uh, uh, the elimination racing. Um, I find it really exciting. Yeah. 10 grand is on the spot here. Yeah. The winner gets to go to the home, the actual homestead race, uh, coming up here at the end of the NASCAR season. They're going to get a $10,000 check. They're going to get the ring, they get to go up on stage and get presented a you know a check with Clint Boyer or something like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, you know, you'll be a, a guest of NASCAR down there for the for the weekend and really a nice uh, prize package uh, for the winner. All right. Uh, so yeah, let's watch that. That'll be cool. I also need to get some laps for Dover. That's coming up. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit before we move into topics. What do you think about Dover, Tony? Uh, do you have the track, first of all? And if you do, uh, are we ready? <laughs> yes, yes, I have the track, amazingly enough. Um, uh, there's a couple tracks uh, for the rest of the schedule that I am missing, but I'll be picking them up in the next couple weeks. But uh, I was doing some practicing last night with some of the uh, 
the sets that uh, were gifted to us. And I don't think I ran the Dover Spring Race. Um, it took. I I was getting into the groove. I was actually getting some pretty fast times. And I just I'm just not consistent, and um, I gotta. I got to get some more practice using that throttle because I keep clipping the the wall coming out of the turns and it just nosedives me right into the uh, inside wall and so I got work to do. Yeah, think about later apex than where you're apexing right now because uh, if you apex too early, you end up coming straight up off into the wall and it's all about angles. You know which angle do you want coming off that last corner, but. Yeah, Dover's tough. I haven't done any laps yet. I knew I know we have those sets. I'm gonna have to sit down tonight and go through them and pick which one we like. And I know uh, we have a newcomer to the team, Matt, who uh, has come up with some sets as well that I want to try. And uh, so, yeah, I'm gonna be doing that tonight a little bit too. Yeah, I I spent some time with uh, the one set that he uh, he came up with, and and it works quite well. Um, I'm not really the guy to say which one works better because I'm just not consistent enough there. But um, I, I I was able to get some good times on, on his set as well. All right. Well, let's jump into topics. First one, release notes for the 2017 Season 4 Patch 1. So we had the Patch 1 come out. Um, some of the issues here. Um, the whole... Thing, we talked about this one before, but it's the part where uh, Windows, Microsoft Windows has these certain DLLs that are part of a library. Um, and iRacing was assuming that we had them and we didn't, or a lot, a lot of people didn't. If your Windows wasn't updated, you didn't have it. So then you had a problem starting the sim. So they fixed that. Um, we talked about David Tucker and said he made a couple mistakes there as far as how that goes. So that's obviously been addressed in this patch. That was the big thing. That was the big, uh, item as far as this patch, um, dirt. They did fix an issue where a tire would immediately dump most of it stuck on dirt. If it came up off the ground, um, they also fixed an issue where there was too much dust would be thrown on the dirt ovals when cornering on black slicks. Uh, audio fixed an issue with gear shift sounds for all vehicles. Uh, some more changes to the new UI, which I've completely forgotten about. Uh, and then some changes to some of the cars. There were some BOP adjustments to the Audi, BMW, Ferrari, Ford GT, uh, Ford GT. Uh, they also updated setups for IndyCar, uh, restored the setups for the super late model, which apparently were missing all the fixed setups, and other changes. So, a uh, nice little patch. I didn't have any problem with it. No, no, neither did I. Now, I don't know if they mentioned this earlier earlier another time but um they also mentioned that starting with the 2018 uh season one iRacing will no longer support the simulation on versions of windows that microsoft no longer supports with the uh with their updates aha now i don't know if uh too many people are running any um 
Windows uh, before Windows 7, but um, yeah, if you are, get it updated because um, it ain't going to work soon. I wasn't even sure you could, but if maybe that's who they're talking to is people with XP. I don't know. Yeah, XP or uh, Vista or any of them. Yeah. Yeah, those guys, they need to be off that crap anyway. All right, what's the next topic? Uh, the motorsport rivalry continues. Um, I don't know a whole lot about this, but uh, a couple of cars, uh, Porsche and Audi, um, these are older cars that I guess don't race anymore, but they're going to be making their comeback uh, via iRacing. Um is it's a LMP1 series, or that's the type of car? I am completely ignorant to this. Uh, yeah, that's a you know 24-hour Le Mans uh, class LMP1. Uh, both the manufacturers apparently have uh, decided to not race that car anymore, so that's why it's gone in real life. But apparently, uh, iRacing has reached a deal to scan these cars and uh, add them to the simulation. So. A lot of people on the roadside very excited about this in the forums, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, they're one of the fastest cars out there. Okay, yeah, I, I did see the excitement when I was, uh, I was just quickly scanning through all the different comments and stuff, and, and a lot of people were excited. Um, I'll be honest, they just kind of look like um, a bunch of the other cars, but like I said, I am ignorant to that. I don't know much about it, but uh, um, hey, yeah, that's, they're, that's they're cool. They're similar to uh, Daytona Prototype. Um, so like when we run the 24-hour Le Mans, we run the Daytona Prototypes typically, and they're kind of a similar style. That's the way I understand it, but I'm sure some of those road, road guys are screaming at me right now telling me I'm wrong, but... Uh, interesting cars. They look pretty cool. Uh, really good brands, obviously, you know, Audi uh, and so forth. So cool. It's always neat to have more cars coming on. Yeah, uh, man. Options yeah. are always good. All right. Next up is uh, what I'm probably guessing is our main topic, but this is a really juicy update from CEO Tony Gardner. Uh, he put out uh, a post on the forums to communicate to all of us. I'm going to read uh, several pieces of this, if not all of it. Our Rally Cross project is still coming along nicely. It is looking like the initial launch will be two cars and three or four circuits. Not sure on the exact timing, but it should be this year. Probably within about a month, we can give a better window for the release. So, yeah, Rally Cross this year. I think. Uh, we knew it would be this year. That's what they've been saying. We just weren't sure when. I think uh, this kind of gives it, pushes it out more towards the end of the year would be uh, the kind of the way I'm reading into this. Yeah. Now, they were kind of expecting it was going to be uh, in between builds. So, you know, may maybe we're looking at like uh, end of October, early November. Um, that would be kind of cool, but exciting nonetheless. Yep. Uh, next, he says, we're also making good progress on the much-requested feature, new license capability. For example, adding both a dirt oval and dirt road rallycross license, including I-rating and safety rating, etc. 
It has taken a while as our whole system, database, license, and skill structure was hard-coded for just road and oval licenses. However, a good shot, we will have the new licenses, Dirt Oval and Dirt Road, in our next season build. Now, that's huge. Yeah, that is huge. Um, this is what everybody's been screaming for. Um, we knew it was coming. We just didn't really know when. Well, now they've narrowed it right down, and, and hopefully it'll happen um, you know, when, in the next build. Um, but this is, this is cool. This is big, big news. Well, I think it is, you know, when Dirt came out and everyone was screaming about we, the lack of the licenses, I think it, they changed their game plan because at that time, I think they gave us the impression, oh, well, maybe in a year or so we can get this sorted out. It's a big project. But here we are. We're literally like five, six months later after Dirt, and they're talking about it'll be in the next build. So that is huge, huge, huge. If they have a Dirt Oval license uh, IR, I'm going to start running dirt because I won't be worried about affecting my NASCAR program. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, new licenses, separate licenses for that? Oh, yeah. I'll I'll, be, I'll start running it as well. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it sounds like it might coincide with the Rallycross, which is really Dirt Road. That's what Dirt Road is going to be, is Rallycross. Um, yeah. I, very, very cool. I hope they keep their the way they program it open for the ability of dish additional licenses. Now, what additional could they, could there be drag racing? I mean, that's, or, I mean. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, why not? Why not? Um, if there's a, a big enough call for it, I don't see why not. Um, I know, uh, there's some drag racing leagues out there that utilize certain parts of, certain tracks uh to do that now so maybe yeah all right next up he says sorry i'm coughing here um we are working on heat racing functionality for both official and hosted um much more on this soon but we also have a good chance of rolling this out this year we are ideally rolling this capability out with Rallycross Racing, for example. We would also set up some dirt oval and short track payment series with this new functionality when the timing is right, for example, at the start of a new season. So heat racing, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, right now, there's really no way of doing that. The way they're doing it is uh, they're having to do hosted and have pretend cautions and pretend breaks in the action and all that and you really have to have somebody adminning over it now you'll be able to set it up you know as properly yeah and this is great too right because it's just going to help mimic more the uh the actual dirt racing um and there again i know this has been a real hot topic in the forums so um you know when it comes we don't exactly know but they're working on it and we will get it so another kudos to iRacing. Yeah, I think this is the first time I've actually heard that they were going to do this. I don't think I've heard at any point that they were considering actually working on this, the, the heat racing thing. Uh, last chance qualifiers, uh, you know, you have the A and the B and the main, you know, that kind of thing. 
Pretty cool. Uh, all right, so the next part he says here, although each series does things a little differently, heat racing generally would work very similar to the way it works in the real world and include some nice function- functional flexibility. Heat racing, for those not familiar, is short race short races leading up to the main feature or uh, or the the consolation race in iRacing the mini tournament would all be part of a single session and the whole thing might last for example 45 minutes for official racing it would still be part of an overall series uh, next up he says there's there are much more really great projects in development obviously Besides the LMP1 cars we announced today, but I thought I would update on Rallycross and these other projects that are related. So, yeah, huge news from Tony about what they're working on. Um, It's always nice to hear. Um, He also mentioned in a subsequent comment, oh, yeah, don't forget, we're still working on day-night transitions. Yeah, I saw a nice little uh, video that they posted up on that, um, just kind of showing that transition working. Um, that there's another thing that's going to be really neat and kind of cool to to see. Yeah, and they're working on. And he also says in another post they're working on the new damage model, making excellent progress on that as well. All right, what's next? Well, there's a, a question posed on the forums about um, what the format for the Pro Series is going to be. And uh, I don't, I can't find where I was. I got lost, Mike. That's okay. Uh, what they're talking about is, is it going to be snake style or snake split, as they call it? Um so there was a discussion about this snake split system. Uh, apparently that's the way they did it back in 2009. But uh, the way it works is they take the people with the highest I rating that would be in the top split, and they mix those people in amongst all the different splits. And so the people with the lowest I rating get mixed amongst the, all the splits. So it's not really split by I rating. Okay. They like mix it up some kind of kind of evenly, I guess. I guess you should say, or I'm, I'm, I think that's the best way to describe it. But yeah, I was looking over this earlier, and that's that's why I got lost. I was trying to summarize it, but I, I kind of got lost with it earlier when I was looking at it. And I meant to talk to you beforehand about it, but I'm still kind of confused about it, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, so lots of speculation, uh, but really, I don't think we have any answers. Uh, about how it's going to work. I think it's just going to be based on regular I rating like normal. So, so good question. Uh, more to come on that. So uh, that series is coming up after Homestead. Uh, that'll that'll start and it'll be in the off season on Tuesday nights. Uh, our team is definitely going to be running that. All right. Next topic. <laughs> James Falcon Pratt, who's been around forever. Posted up in the forum something that was pretty comical. It was actually a screenshot of his tire wear at New Hampshire uh, in the fixed race. 
and uh, he had a 14% on his right front tire. I, I've never seen a t- it go that low. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's pretty crazy. I, <laughs> I'd like to ask him how the handling of that was just before he pitted, because I have to imagine it'd be just atrocious. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's atrocious after a long run when, and I look at my tire wear and it's like sixty percent. Okay, and and I'm thinking I'm, you know, running my tires off when I'm at sixty and everybody else is at seventy or something. But then you have this guy who's at fifteen percent. Oh my gosh, you've got to be doing something wrong. That was kind of funny when I saw that. Uh, but good job, Falcon Pratt. Uh, you need to work on your tire wear. <laughs> All right, what's next? Well, there's a a video posted up, uh, a segment of a data analyst session with uh frank eddie nicolazen apologize if i murdered the name um but uh it's a good chunk of video um about using uh going through the uh going through the data and really picking apart um picking apart the the track that he was running around yeah i i thought we'd talk about this a little bit because if you're interested in learning about telemetry and Motec, and how to use that to make yourself a better driver, analyze it, you know, what are you going to do about it after you analyze it? This is a great video to learn from. It really is. I Now, it's completely over my head. I I sat down and watched, like, I, I just fast-forwarded into the middle of it. I watched, like, five minutes of it just to try to get a feel about what these guys are doing. And it's complicated to tell you the truth. I mean, it's it certainly isn't easy, um, but it's, it's it's on the other hand, it's still fascinating what they're doing uh, as they're analyzing uh, the graphs from the Motec data uh, and talking back and forth about what do you do about it, you know? And uh, very interesting. Yeah, I, I checked out a just a small portion at the beginning of the video. Is it? It is a fairly long video. Um, and you know they're just totally breaking down just one turn to each little section of that turn and and what he was doing and how he was applying his brake and you know what he could be doing better and uh yeah definitely over my head but um really fascinating that is a whole whack of data to be throwing at you <laughs> yep uh if you Go to YouTube and search IMSA iRacing Mazda Raceway Data Session. That's the name of the video. Uh, so check that out. Uh, next topic, Tony Gardner again with a big update uh, he posted. We hope to have a video showing the animated pit crew in the next week, FYI. We started on the pit crew animation with the NASCAR Monster Energy Series, and we will go from there. Hopefully, with some relative minor adjustments, we can add several other NASCAR series fairly quickly and then move on to the other series and forms of racing. We are targeting next season builds for the Monster Energy Series. For mainly performance and frame rate reasons, the animated pit crew will be on the player's car only at this point. The new damage model project is really coming along well as well. 
So, pit crews, yay! Yeah, yeah, this is kind of neat. I mean, uh, for, they're really building up this next season build. Like, it's they're they're throwing out a a lot, and I and I I hope most of it does stick. Um, pit crew animation, I mean, you know, awesome eye candy. That's going to be, uh, you know, it'd be a lot of fun. What the, what the heck, right? Um, be able to see them running around your car and stuff. Um, the damage model. Um, I guess it's going to be uh, pretty darn neat from uh, from what I was reading. Yeah, he does have a little tidbit about that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's something else for sure. Um, pit crews, I was hoping for all of them. You know, I can, that was going to be the coolest looking thing. Is yellow comes out, everybody rolls down pit road. There's 300 people on pit road pitting cars. You know. Yeah, um, but you know, like like he says in the in the in the quick write up about performance and frame rate reasons, um, you could see how that would uh, just go crazy on your computer. But maybe for broadcasting, they're they're they'd be able to show that. Well, I hope they're not giving up with just doing it on the driver's car. I hope they have a plan to do it on all of them eventually. I, I really do. Uh, you know, maybe they can work on performance and, and get them all done or something. But, uh, yeah, that would be cool, I think. Uh, I'm really excited about that. The neat thing about this build is these are a bunch of long-term projects that have been in process for quite a while, and it just seems like they're all finishing up at the same time. Yeah. Um, that's kind of cool because we, we've been getting a lot this year now. Um you know, I can't really speak for previous years, but it seems like we've gotten some pretty major things happening this year. You know, dirt coming in earlier in the year and uh, a bunch of really high profile cars coming through. And and now this uh, like, wow, that's that's the thing that comes to my mind right away. Yeah, that's what's so different about iRacing from other Sims or other titles. They're, they're actually continuously building this thing, and they're doing it at full steam ahead. I mean, it's amazing how much work they're putting into it, and it just keeps building and building, but uh, pretty cool. Uh, what's next? Well, they had some uh, time attack issues with the weather. Um, uh, Steve Myers posted up, uh, said it came to their attention that the weather settings may not be consistent for all competitors using the new website in the time attack competitions. Um, the issue was introduced when we added a replay functionality on the new site and working to find a solution, but the fact that we cannot ensure a level playing field for all competitors in this feature means we will be turning off time attack until this has been fixed. We will also be turning off the replay functionality on the new site until the issue has been resolved. Wow, so they just turned it off. Just, you can't even use it. Yeah, they also put out here, it says, as part of this process, we will be ending the existing time attack series and starting new competitions once the fix has been rolled out. This includes the three feature time attack series that have prizes associated with them. To be clear... We will be nullifying all results in the existing time attack series and starting them over when the fix has been implemented. We are sorry for the inconvenience and appreciate your patience. Wow. Yeah, it was $1,000 cash, wasn't it? It was a grand prize. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it's a huge bummer, but the whole idea of time attack is a level playing field for everybody. So if you've got different weather, well, obviously you're not getting, it's, it's not a level playing field anymore. So, you know, yeah, it kind of sucks, but glad they caught it fairly quickly and, um, you know, they'll, they'll have it resolved fast, I'm sure. Um, but sucks for some of the guys that have got really good times, but it's not fair to everybody. So, well, I'm sure they'll, you know, not sure. They they will get it right. Yep. All right, let's jump into hardware software. Uh, HPP Simulation posted up on their Facebook page a teaser photo of a new product they're working on, an F1-style sim racing wheel, all machined from bullet aluminum, uh, integrated paddle shifters, tons of buttons, toggles, and rotary knobs, as well as an LED display. Uh, pretty cool looking wheel here. Uh, it actually looks like a, maybe it's computer generated picture. It doesn't look like a real one, but, uh, still nonetheless, it's got that F1 look of it, uh, with all the buttons and the display. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, uh, the write up on it sounds really neat and, um, sounds really solid and sturdy the the picture doesn't really do it justice just because yeah it's it's definitely not a not a real picture but um when they get a real picture up of it um i'm sure it's just gonna look fantastic and uh yeah yep and uh there's no price i did look at his website to try to find more information there's nothing it's really a product that he's still working on obviously now for people don't, that don't know, HPP uh, Simulation makes these awesome, awesome pedals. And that's what they're known for is their hydraulic pedals. And uh, they were one of the first that had the hydraulic pedals when that started to become a thing. And so I, I do believe his name is Mark. I think he's from California, if I remember right. But... Uh, yeah, good job for Mark. Uh, looking forward to seeing what he's got next because his pedals were a big hit, and I'm sure his wheel will be even bigger. All right, what's next? Well, there's uh, the Game Tricks KW908 Jet Seat Turbo Jet Seat Pad. Um, it uh, yeah, it looks like it's it's a pad you plug in you. You sit on it, it affixes to your chair, and uh, it's supposed to, to give you some uh, vibrations and motions like you're uh, driving in a car. That's crazy. It's got a little USB cord coming out the side of it, and apparently you plug it into your computer, and uh, voila. But it looks like one of those little massage chair, uh, you know, like a, a thing you lay on your seat that massages you. It kind of looks like that, and... Uh, but obviously, you hook it up to your computer, and then you can feel what's going on. It's got vibration, massage function. Uh, so it's got these little servos in it that vibrate and whatnot, uh, apparently. So uh, very interesting. We've seen, seen things kind of similar to this, but this is a little different. Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear from somebody that um, that has used one of these. Um, my my first reaction is like, yeah, it's kind of an overglorified massage chair, but um, I, I I'm sure that's not a very good representation of it at all. I'm sure it works a lot better than uh, 
um, what my mind is telling me it would work like. Yeah, I think it's a European website. Uh, GameTricks.eu is where we found this. Uh, it says 159 pounds is the price. Um, lots of good reviews, uh, but uh, it's pre-order right now. Uh, product ships uh, September 27th. Uh, it's brand new, apparently. So um, I'm going to read a couple things about it here. It says, Sound Capture. Each of the eight engines work really quietly. Moreover, vibrations in the sound capture mode are linked in their timing with sound effects in the game, such as explosions and noise. Vibration effects. The engines work with the real-time timing of the force feedback effects. Important moments and situations are immediately transmitted by vibrations to the entire surface of the pad. So it like vibrates, you know, depending on if you hit a bump or something like that. So they used to have the uh, the seat thing where it was a real seat that had hydraulic little flaps in it. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was like $3,000. And this is like a cheap man's version of that is kind of the way I want to describe it. Yeah, like just scanning through some of these uh the comments on it and the people that own them like they they seem to love them um so i imagine it works quite well um i also noticed that you can hook it up for uh watching movies now um that that would be that'd be a heck of an experience as well yep all right uh next up let's talk real life racing Crossovers with iRacing, uh, of course, Ty Majewski uh, is who we're going to talk about. He won, and oh, well, he didn't win. He he won. He got P6 uh, at a short track event this last week uh, after uh, having some damage. Uh, blew a tire, tore off the whole uh, quarter panel. Basically, uh, was able to recover to a P6. Nice run. Then later, a couple nights later, or the next night. He finished P2, and then f- basically that P2 uh, awarded him the uh, f- Midwest Tour Championship. And so uh, at Elko Speedway, that was the final race of the season for the ARCA Midwest Tour, and that wrapped it up for Ty. This is his fourth championship title. Wow, yeah, this kid is just on fire. I mean, I say it week in and week out, but, you know, he just never seems to uh, disappoint, you know? Yeah, he's getting it done. I mean, he's racing twice a week. He's he's finishing. He's either winning or he's in the top ten. You know, he's going to win that race on iRacing tonight against Denny Hamlin. I mean, he won last week. I mean, the guy is is amazing. And there's another post. I don't actually have it on the script here in Facebook. It was, I think it was iRacing Drivers World. And some guy was complaining about he was racing Ty Majewski and iRacing in the super late models. And he was complaining about how can this guy be faster than us 
when me and my brother work on the setups all the time and we spend all this time on setups, there's no way Ty Majewski has time to do the setups. How can he be two-tenths faster than the rest of us? And so the comments on that thread are hilarious. Uh, but everyone's right. I mean, they were, there were a lot of people were saying, look, he's the highest I-rating driver in the service. He's just that much faster. There's a reason he's the Roush development driver. Um, another guy said maybe Roush has given him setups. Uh, some other people were saying he's using his real car setups in iRacing, so it's the other way around. He's taking real setups and putting them in the virtual car. Uh, so it, it's very interesting, all the different comments about why this kid is so fast. But, uh, but boy, when you got it, you got it, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's just it. Like, you know, the way he goes... You, you stick a steering wheel into a hunk of Play-Doh and he's going to win a race with it. Um, the, the guy just knows how to wheel the car around. And, you know, given the crappiest setup, I'm sure he's still going to finish. You know, if he doesn't win the race, he's going to be top five. He, he's just that damn good. Yeah. Well, he'll be fun to watch tonight for sure. So um, I hope he's in that event. All right, let's jump into final thoughts. Uh, what do you got? Tony Groves. Well, this has uh, got to be one of our quickest podcasts that I've been a part of. Um, a little crazy, but uh, my final thought is is all about this new build coming up, the next build. I, I'm just amazed at um, what iRacing is, is putting out there for us. This is so cool. Like I, I've only been a part of the service for a little over a year, so I don't have a whole ton of history. But what I'm seeing is is just amazing, the 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 amount of transparency these guys have have with us um we know everything that's going on they 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 listen to us the community gets together and rallies behind uh, rallies behind an idea and they and they do their darndest to implement that idea and um it's just been one heck of an experience um and i just I, i'm blown away by it mike i can't you know this this is the coolest thing um for like a simulation or you know anything that i've been a part of like this what I'm seeing is just amazing and well worth the money that I put into this. Oh yeah. 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 I think the big surprise for me was the dirt license thing. Uh, I was just put that in the back of my head and forgot about it. Like it'll never happen, but boy, boom, here it is. Uh, it's coming. So that was the big uh, thing that got me this week. Uh, other final thoughts, uh, boy, uh, glad to, uh, grow the team. We've had some new people come onto the team recently. Uh, it's been fun to get some new blood going. Uh, we're finally getting to a point where we almost have enough people. We're probably looking for a couple more. Uh, but it's working out, and I'm happy about it, and it's working uh, pretty good. We're, you know, we're having practices sometimes. Everyone's running together, um, and it's been a lot of fun. So um, my schedule's changing come October. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes. I'm not going to be able to run on Thursdays and Fridays anymore because of my schedule. Uh, but I will be able to run on Sundays now. So, uh, but I'll be off on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Sundays, and I'll work four tens on the other days. So, uh, that's going to be different for me, but, uh, at least I'll be available on Tuesday for the Tuesday night events and the Tuesday recording of the podcast. So I'm happy and grateful for that. Uh, Dover's coming up. Boy, I guess uh, I don't know what to expect at Dover. I usually run pretty good, though. 
Um, I'm not fast there, but I end up with good finishes. So uh, I've had some good runs at New Hampshire, so I'm looking forward to Dover too. Uh, pretty optimistic about it, but I got to get some practice. So with that, I guess we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.